0: to be with you, and let me say that I think you are absolutely wonderful. You are absolutely wonderful. It's always a great joy and privilege to be able to gather together as a community of faith and worship God and draw from the strength and encouragement of each other. Today's second reading, uh, it's a very interesting reading because it's addressing an issue. He called it this gracious act is what Paul calls it Uh, It was near and dear to his heart it was very near and dear to his heart as a matter of fact uh, it was such an important issue that he makes mention of it in several of his other letters to the churches that's how much it meant to Paul so what could be that important that you would find it weaved throughout uh, so many of the other letters that Paul wrote well it was this it was the privilege to provide relief to the church in Jerusalem. That's what it was. See at the time there was a great famine in Jerusalem and all of Judea as a matter of fact Uh, that's not unusual. Uh, Also we we see that type of famine taking place several times in the Holy Scriptures all throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament but things dried up and people were suffering They were suffering for food, they were suffering for medical supplies, they they were discouraged, they needed picking up, they needed spiritual support, uh, emotional support, physical support, so many things. Uh, There was, in other words, if you want to summary to it, a need for everything, everything from food to encouragement, that's what the people needed in Jerusalem, and Paul says, church, Let's do something about it. Let's come together and let's show the great tremendous love we have for all of God's people. So what I want us to do is I wanna take the passage this evening, the second reading, and also some of the other readings that that where Paul specifically deals with this issue and look at how we can increase our generosity in life, how we can be more generous In sharing everything you know this isn't just food this is everything how we can be more generous in sharing like Jesus everything from food to smiles the first thing that we have to do is be generous in spite of circumstances um, interesting Corinth uh, th- by this time there had been several churches that had been established by Paul in his missionary journeys and Corinth was one of those churches that was considered to be a wealthy church uh, when compared to some of the other churches all, all the churches had their own separate demographics for example We know that Philippi and Berea and Thessalonica, these were churches that were in profound poverty and destitution. I mean, they had nothing. Um, So here, but Paul's always bragging on them. Um, Let the analysts try to figure this one out. Great affliction, great destitution, and deep poverty. You put that together, and it equals an abundance of joy and abounding generosity now how is that possible how can you take those kind of circumstances and come out with this kind of feeling how can you do that well there's something that balances the scale and that balance is the grace of god about what you can do here's the reality of the situation see when you've experienced the grace of god in your life you will hesitate from using uh, by saying well my circumstances are too difficult right now as a reason for not being generous towards other people see human expectation this is one of the greatest principles about be giving everything sharing your gift of everything with others and it's something that Saint Teresa of Calcutta uh, she really honed this one down uh, when you look at her life and then what she wrote and said But she said, human expectations are not the rule of thumb for our generosity, but it is as God impresses us to give. See, here's do something as we share. It's not the number of times that we do something as we share what we have, but it is the degree of love. There's the key, the degree of love to which we do it. How much love do we give? Uh, it's sort of like the, the widow and the, the giving of the penny in the church treasury. She gave it all, didn't she? It wasn't a big amount, was it? No, it was little to nothing. You could even hear it with clang when, he, when she dropped it into the, into the uh, baskets, so to speak. But it was the love. And that's what Mother Teresa says. Small things with great love. That's what matters so, be generous in spite of your circumstances. The second thing is to be enthusiastically generous. Now, I like this one. Um, Paul would go on in the next chapter to say, people of God, be a cheerful giver. Be a cheerful giver. And we're talking about the gift of everything. Let's, don't, this isn't about money, okay? This is not a stewardship family, it's not about money. It's about the gift of everything. It's about giving of yourself as our Lord and Savior gave of himself towards others and towards God. See, give, God, Paul says, God loves a cheerful giver. A cheerful giver. Uh, And see, the churches, here's here's the point that he brings up uh, to the wealthy church in Corinth. He says this, remember this, the churches that were abundant in poverty, like the church at Philippi, he says that they have begged me incessantly. They won't leave me alone, as a matter of fact, in terms of how they can help in providing relief for the needs of other people. Isn't that wonderful? It means that they didn't give just to their means, even though Paul said that's all that really the Lord asked of you. But he says uh, they gave sacrificially they gave above and beyond and what a wonderful thing that was and their their generosity because it's flowing out of this love of God it's voluntary and it is spontaneous see it's it's created from grace not from pressure and that's a wonderful thought see generosity flows from a joyful heart that's where it all starts and not one that hesitates or begrudges Don't give. I wouldn't give anything if I couldn't do it cheerfully. I I really wouldn't. I wouldn't because I like what St. Augustine said about it. Listen to what he said. If you put your hand out to give but do not have pity in your heart, you have done nothing. So why do it? Whereas if you have pity in your heart, even if you have nothing to give with your hand, God accepts your generosity that you don't have anything. But even if it's just the will to give the desire to give god accepts that as a holy thing the third thing which really hones in on what paul's saying today is be generous as jesus was generous we've got the perfect example as a matter of fact see he's the preeminent example of what generosity is all about voluntarily and with great joy what did our lord do well he left the riches of heaven and he took on the form of a servant. See, Jesus modeled generosity for us all throughout his entire life. And what he says is now people, my people, go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. What did he do? He gave to the sick healing. He gave to the lonely compassion. To the weak, he gave strength. To the confused, he gave direction and to the fearful, he gave courage. In short, Jesus gave to the world his life. He gave everything, didn't he? He didn't, ha- didn't hold anything back. And I like what somebody said. Listen to this. They said that truly you've not lived until you've done something for someone who can never repay you. Think about that. There's no ulterior motive. It's just purely out of love. And that's the best way to do it. And that's generosity the fourth thing is to be graciously generous Um, see gracious generosity is something whether it's a smile whether it's a hug whether it's a word of encouragement whether it's food whatever it is it comes from a willing heart it has to be something that we do freely we're not pressured to do it we're not coerced to do it we're not forced to do it no but we do it freely and with great joy. Um, It's interesting because Paul writes in his little tiny letter to Titus, uh, he says that the Corinthians had boasted just a year prior to that, that they were gonna share in this special collection for the people in Judea, but he says they had not kept their promise. See, you can have all the best intentions in life, but you have to also act on it, don't you? You have to act on it. And the grace of God, what the grace of God does, it opens your heart. And when the grace of God opens your heart, it opens your hand, your mouth, and anything else that you might have. Um, as, a, as a child of God, it is impossible. I mean, it truly is impossible to love God and ignore the needs of others. Jesus talks about that on numerous occasions you can't do that it doesn't work that doesn't make any sense at all you can't do that remember these famous words I think these are some powerful words that were spoken in a proverb about what you take with you after you leave this life listen to this each one of us goes down to their death bearing in their hands only what they've given away meaning the act of mercy and generosity. That's the only thing that you take with you. That's the only thing that you'll have when you stand before God. How did you love? The other stuff, it goes up, it's, it's, it evaporates. But it's how did you love while you were on earth? He said, that's what's gonna make the difference. The final thing is to keep God the focus of your generosity. Uh, Paul begins to reminisce a little bit about the story of the widow and the mite and everything she gave see she gave everything she had now in in today's terms of wealth it's nothing even today it would be nothing it would be absolutely nothing but see once again you got to go back to the motive for generous giving the motive is love it's love you do it out of a sense of love that's what matters um, I like this story. One day a young girl, she a little girl, she pulled a ring from her finger and she put it in the collection basket. And afterwards the pastor said to her, Little one, I saw what you did. And that was a really beautiful gesture for you, but we want you to have your ring back. Will you take your ring back? And here's what the little girl said. She said, Pastor, I didn't give that ring to you. I gave it to God. I gave it for the glory of God. See, I like what St. John Paul II said. He says what counts is this. It's the interior value of the gift. That's the readiness. It's the love to share everything for the love of God. That's what matters. See, that's the beautiful things. Grace-filled generosity is an evidence of love. That's, That's what it is. It's an outward act from something that's coming within And it's that deep, abiding love that you have with God. And so, love for God and love for others, it it truly is. The one who gives generously will do this, as another proverb says The one who gives generously knows that their interest will come from God. Isn't that neat? (laughs) He's the one, he's the one that's going to bless you beyond imagination. So I'd like to leave you a couple thoughts for reflection. Remember this, you are a gift to others. You truly are a gift to others. How generous are you in sharing yourself, the gift of yourself with others? What kind of, how would you say your generosity level is? Reflect upon the words of Saint Teresa again. Let us insist more and more, she says, on raising funds of love, kindness, understanding, and peace. The second thing is this. This is the source of it all, this love that we have. Thank God for his great generosity in giving you the wonderful gift of his son, Jesus Christ. God bless all of you and live life joyously and generously.